I'm Becky Lloyd-Pack. And I'm Becky Stanton. And this is the Doing Business Differently podcast. Money. That is what we are going to talk about today because, uh, well, firstly, we, we promised it on our last episode, but it's also such a, um, a prevalent topic, I think, around this time of year when we've been talking about goal setting, because often, you know, there's many of us that don't maybe set goals around money anymore. I include myself in that. And there's maybe some people that do. And I think there's just so much, so much here that it's always a beneficial conversation for people. And even within our community, the pod, we've been having some uh, sessions recently and we've been really diving into the topic and like money stories and how that can impact the way that we go about doing business. So we just wanted to bring that conversation to you, lovely uh, viewers, listeners, however you're consuming, um, here on the Doing Business Differently podcast. Yeah, money such an important topic, a very emotive topic <laughs> and a very divisive topic as well. So I feel like for business owners, especially soulful business owners that we all are in the pod, it's an important topic to navigate and to bring to our awareness. So my personal intention for you guys with this episode is that I want to come from a perspective of maybe just sharing some of my own personal money stories and money experiences to release some of the shame around it that you might be feeling. Um, I don't necessarily see myself as like a money expert, even in terms of the mindset, but I am here to be vulnerable (laughs) And to really kind of go there and and not hold back because I think, again, money is one of those topics that can make people feel really isolated and alone and like there's something wrong with them. But the more I speak to people about it, the more that we realize that there's so, so many struggles that people are having that are really common. Um, So if we can do anything to dispel that, anything to make you feel a little bit better about your own situation, about the own, your own baggage that you're maybe bringing, that's my intention here. And I'm so pleased to be doing this episode with Becky because Becky has been um, kind of supporting me in like a friendship capacity and all sorts with with some of my uh, money stories and money beliefs. And I know you personally in your business have got lots of kind of resources and things that you can help people with. So I'm really excited to have you on almost as that person to bring some perspective for our listeners. Mm. Yeah, because money ultimately is a neutral energy. It's our relationship to money. It's our past attachments to money. It's what we expect of money. And it's all of those things that comes back to our mindset and our emotions and our memories. So it is a very mindset topic. And I would say most of my clients who are soulful business owners, money comes up (laughs) as some healing and some shifting and some expanding to do. Yeah. Yeah. And actually one of my um, personal goals for this year was to sort my money shit out. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'd written down as literally the goal. Cause I've, um, so just to like dive into the kind of backstory of my business so I've been going for like five plus years now and I've had the 10k plus months I've had zero money months I've been on the real roller coaster of it and I've even had periods where it's been pretty consistent but last year as part of my um I don't know part of my growth or my journey there was a lot of unlearning and unraveling for me where I started to like really let go of parts of my business that didn't feel uh, aligned anymore 
And with that came a reduction in income. So I'm currently in the position where it's like, right, okay, I'm now trying to rebuild that back up, get to that place of consistency and, you know, what I'm bringing in. But obviously being in that place where you don't have steady income coming in for for whatever reason can really expose your mindset around it. So that's where, you know, I want to sort my money stuff out this year. I want to dig into those stories, but I actually haven't as yet set any specific money targets. And I guess I'm just interested to hear your opinion on this about should we be setting, again, should, I say that in inverted uh, comments here, but um, is it a good idea for us to set specific money targets should we be more actually like, I'm going to lean into the abundance and flow and focus on the feeling more than the number? Where do you kind of sit on on that? I believe money goals can be powerful because when we think around goal setting that isn't money, having a tangible destination allows us to focus, align, make decisions, you know, show up in alignment with it. So sometimes when we don't have a set goal and there is just a feeling, yes, we're open and that is the surrender conversation, but our mind feels less focused and there can feel a lot of emotions and stories and narratives attached to that, which may take us away from the surrender path. Basically, ego gets involved. So when when we talk around money goals, I feel it is really powerful to have a set number that feels really expansive and exciting for you and in order to have a number that feels expansive and exciting it always comes back to the purpose of that number you know and we've all seen like it used to be 10k months and now all I see is like 50k months 100k months you know 300k months right so it's not about just like oh that looks good you know finger in the air of like what do I what do I want because that's ego but the process that I support clients with is really coming back into your lifestyle, where you want to flow money, what aligns with your personal and business goals, how much money would you desire to attract in order to live the lifestyle and have the business that you desire. So it comes back to the purpose and the value of where you're flowing money. And I feel that's a really powerful place to start. Yeah, I love that. And I definitely have done that in the past and it is my intention to do it again, um, like soon. And I I have like rough ideas of things, but it's more just a case of like, let's just go and revisit that. Because my, like again, sharing, coming from that place of like, this is what's happened when I've tried that in the past um, as almost an invitation for you to kind of share some, some of your thoughts around it is I know when I've previously set money goals and then not hit them, I felt a real sense of disappointment and a real sense of almost like if I didn't hit the goal, I actually wasn't even grateful or celebrating the money that did come in. So I've had like a really interesting relationship, I suppose, with setting tangible figures because sometimes I even know when I um, set a figure, suddenly my whole energy changes in a negative way. Uh, It makes me feel like I'm not enough right now. And I know there's a whole piece around like detachment, it's neutral and things like that. But again, I just kind of want to invite you to speak on that because I'm sure there's people that have done it as well in the past. They've set 
big goals that have felt really exciting and expansive, it's not happened and then they felt bad about it. So what's your like, what's your your wisdom around that, Becky? <laughs> well, I've been there as well. <laughs> I definitely yeah. feel that, especially in the early days. Um, as a new entrepreneur, it was almost like to get wrapped up in the money goals. And, you know, because where I started my business, I quit my job with no savings. Money was very an important driver for me. And I did get wrapped up in the money stories um, or narrative of hustle, hustle, hustle. And I feel like when there is this attachment, as you said, to money goals and then the disappointment and that roller coaster, right? It's almost like you feel the disappointment. You spend some time like, no, let's do another money goal and you go towards it. And then there's this roller coaster disappointment again. It comes back to our relationship with money. So any goal, it how I see and visualize it is this just is looking up to the stars if your goal is say it's a five thousand pound month that gives you a really beautiful aligned value-led life it's almost looking to the sky being there's the five thousand pound a month goal there's my there's my guiding star and it's then how you're moving towards it how it's leading you and then that brings into our awareness our relationship with money (laughs) right because I feel like it does go back to the first point of like why five thousand pounds so it's knowing that what you're actually what it means it might be that you're saving for a mortgage it might mean that that gives you one incredible holiday for your family every year and that's your contribution it might be this is like all of the lifestyle elements and everything that you want to invest in to for wellness and for your own expansion and If it's feeling like that feels too far away or not achievable, it's really shining a light on your relationship with money. And when I say relationship with money, it's very much your beliefs around money itself. As I said, money is a neutral energy, just like the wind, (laughs) right? And it is more tangible in our society of like what it brings, but energetically, it's no different. So it's very much your beliefs about what money is. There's the stories and your identity around you with money, which can very much be inherited from family and what you grew up in. And then there's the emotions around money, which are linked to the beliefs and the story, but how you feel about money. And then there's the patterns, you know, that actually when you have money or don't have money, what is that cycle of behavior, cycle, that expectation? expected cycle of what's going to happen with money and for me when I when I was feeling into (laughs) these money disappointments what came to light was my relationship with money was more of the feast and famine I can attract money quite easily but I spend it all (laughs) so it's I I do have that cycle and when I looked into my family patterns that's where it came from very much this scarcity this abundance this scarcity this abundance and it really was for me to really look into why I didn't feel safe holding on to money where did that pattern of needing it to go come from so I think it's it's when there whatever the pattern is for you and this disappointment cycle is a very common one with not hitting the goals it's just an invitation to have a look at your relationship with money mm. And I I can share, like for me, mine has been around um, 
only ever just having enough, never more than enough. And also we, um, like growing up. So unfortunately my dad passed away when I was young, which meant that my mum was essentially raising me and my brother. And so she had like three jobs to make sure that we had income coming in. And I mean, we never spoke about money when I was younger. It was just never, we, we didn't talk about it, which almost <laughs> created a story of like, it's a, it's a taboo topic. Like there's the shame here. We don't, we don't mention it. It's keep it to yourself. There was almost that very like isolatory feel associated to money. Like it's not, it's not polite to talk about money. Like lots of those kind of things that came from it. Um, but yeah, that kind of pattern of only just ever having enough, like the bill comes in and the money comes to cover that bill and then you're back to square one. Like, and that is a pattern I can still see that repeats now um, in my life as well. And then the, almost like the way to get money is through hard work and sacrifice. That is the other story that I have, that if you're not working hard, then you're not going to be earning money. Like it requires sacrifice. And so I even know that actually some of my money stories and relationships with it is almost because I've done so much um, healing and self-development and worked on my lifestyle. I'm in a place now where like my day-to-day, I freaking love it. Like I love my life and how it plays out. There's almost this element of like, right, okay, having money is going to disrupt that. Getting money, I'm going to have to sacrifice this. I'm going to have to give up my time. I'm going to have to suddenly accept that I'm going to be stressed and anxious to get that money and I'm going to burn out. And again, that's that's a pattern that stretches beyond my business into my career. Probably even like the worth and achievement and results. Like there's, there's so much tied up in that. So I personally recognize like I have these stories. I think what would be interesting to talk about is once people start to have this awareness, what can they actually do about it? Like how can they start to rewrite these stories or investigate them or release them? What are some of the things that they can start to explore? Yeah. And I think just before I go into that, I feel like one of the the many reasons why Becky and I connected is like there's so many patterns yes. to our healing. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, you know, the the burnout in career the the relationship between money and work so in in my just a a brief summary of my money history um my my dad was the breadwinner as they call it um he worked in london long commute worked really hard came home really late very stressed weekends he had to just like look after his energy so he was very you know it appeared lazy but he was very much just exhausted Um, and there was a lot of arguments in our household around money because of this feast and famine you know there was this big spending behavior and then arguments of there not being enough and so there was this yeah this correlation there but definitely this connection um for me I actually found myself when I was around 27 28 um working really hard in London exhausted on the weekends and having arguments about money feeling like there wasn't enough, but also, you know, being quite splurgy. And I thought, wow, I'm literally in my dad's pattern. I am my dad. (laughs) And that was like a big realization. And actually part of my burnout of being like, I understand how I got here. (laughs) I've just followed his path, but I'm changing it, right? I'm, I'm young enough at 27, I'm ready for change. Took me a good few years to actually do anything about the change. But that was a big point for me. And it's just, I don't know if anyone can resonate where 
with the awareness, when you start to look at the beliefs, the emotions, the stories, and the patterns, the very first thing is, where did this come from? And from my experience as a coach, it's mapped from our caregivers. From a very young age, like in that naught to seven years old, you are just a sponge, you're absorbing everything. And so money and this concept of money is almost the foundation that's built within you. So that awareness alone can be quite powerful for being like, ah, I understand where this comes from. And then it's around having the choice to be like, and it ends with me. I'm changing this family story. I'm changing this pattern, right? If you, you know, in your family or if like, if you, you know, are having children, you're like, I'm not having <laughs> this pattern handed down. Let's change it for myself and for everyone else. And we know it has a ripple effect. So the awareness alone can be really powerful. And it's not like an overnight thing. It's not necessarily that you journal and then you're like, right, change is happening now, <laughs> right? It's just this, this start of a new path of like, okay, I can understand why these patterns are showing up for me. And I feel as business owners, I always laugh with my friends that <laughs> for all of us that have decided to go down this entrepreneurial path, it's almost like we've signed up for like the biggest healing experience yeah. because all of the <laughs> shit comes to light. <laughs> all yep. of the shadows are like amplified and money gets amplified as well. And I mean, everyone has like money is probably the biggest topic, you know, but I feel like for entrepreneurs, especially where like there's more instability in income, it really does raise its head around the patterns and for me, the, the reason that I went really heavy and hard on my money mindset was because in my first, I think it was like my first six months of being a qualified coach, I signed two clients and they paid in full. And it, I recently put my prices up to £3,000. So in probably in the 10 days, I had £6,000 in my account after not really earning any money, you know, while I was qualifying and while I was finding myself. And I spent it all in about 10 days. It just went, it was like all these things that had been on like my manifestation list of like, oh, when I get 6,000 pounds, this is what I'm going to spend it on. It was very much from ego. You know, I think I bought a chair. I invested in this coaching that I thought I needed. It was a very masculine coaching. Um, and yeah, just bought things that I thought I would have once I had £6,000. And then it, there was this realization of like, I'm back to zero. Hadn't considered tax, hadn't considered any of the businessy things. It was just like a shopping spree. And it was almost like, ah, I'm seeing this like pattern that my family had. It's this all or nothing energy, feast and famine. You know, for 10 days, I felt like a queen. And now I'm back to feeling like a, a pauper. And that was really powerful for me so what I did in those days where I didn't have any more money to invest in coaching because I'd spent it all <laughs> I was really working on the mindset through journaling I used tapping and meditations and activations I really went into this state of mind or this identity of brainwashing myself and I know brainwashing has some negative connotations, but I really see it as this, this empowering thing. Your soul is brainwashing the ego. So I went really heavy and hard and devoted myself to being like, this isn't my story anymore. This doesn't serve me. 
didn't really serve my parents because they were arguing all the time. You know, it ends here. And so when you look at what the blocks are, and like the theme of blocks that I get with clients are, it's all the reasons why you can't create, hold, or create, receive, and hold money, right? It's looking at the stories, the narratives of why you, you personally are not the person to have this thriving relationship with money. And it's really powerful to actually allow yourself to visualize your relationship with money as like a partnership. You know, if you look at the patterns and the beliefs and all these ways that you're treating money, if it was a person in front of you, how is that relationship? You know, I was very frivolous, like all of this good energy, but as soon as there wasn't enough of it, I was mean, I was horrible. I was like, where are you come? Like needy, 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 right? If that was a person, they would have left me a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel that's a really powerful visualization for you to be like, okay, well, how am I treating money if it was this partnership? And then starting to build the picture of like, okay, well, what are the blocks for me of like, creating receiving and holding this relationship you know nurturing it and I feel that's a powerful place to start and then as you've mentioned as well there's also this connection with when I have money what does that mean for my life yeah and it's all the beliefs that, that you have around money yeah I think that's like I think a lot of us can say you know we we really want money we really 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 want it like want it in my life gosh I, I, I visualize being abundant but then actually there's there's usually some reasons why we don't want that to happen as well that we're maybe not as um conscious of because I know I remember when I first started hearing people talk about like oh fear of success I was like I don't have a fear of success what are you on about like I have no like I'm ready to be successful I'm so ready for it But then actually when I did dive deep, when I did start to be like, if all these things came true, what do I think needs to happen for that to be a reality? Like, what am I making this target mean in terms of how it will impact me, how it will affect me? And it's that whole thing of like, well, I'll just spend it, which is again, what's happened in the past. I'll have bills that'll suddenly come in and it'll just disappear um it will mean to actually get it in the first place I have to completely change the way I'm living right now and again even (laughs) even if right now I have money stress sometimes and can't sleep at night I'm like at least that's a known (laughs) so although it's like there's negatives to my to the current money situation those negatives like without examining them potentially don't actually outweigh the positives so I think, yeah, really that concept of fear of success is one that people can probably look at, even if you think like, ah, oh, no, I'm, I'm absolutely no blocks whatsoever. Maybe just sit with that and ask yourself those questions. Like, if I receive this money, like, what do I think that means? Like, what's the story attached to having that cash? Beyond just the positives, Can I imagine any potential downsides for me? Can I, you know, is my brain going to provide me with any answers to be like, well, actually, you don't know how to handle money. You're going to like, you're going to mismanage it. You don't know, like, whatever those stories are for you. Because I think they're the ones that have probably been more impactful versus like the stories I have about me not having money. Like, actually, I think the ones about me with money 
are, yeah, a bit more unknown, if you like, which is why they've been so powerful. Yeah, and it's all of these connections in our subconscious, isn't it? And I remember when I was, so I brainwashed myself and then received, started receiving money and then I invested in my mind, money mindset. And I always remember this visualization, well, there were two that really allowed me to tap into subconscious beliefs around money. The first was being on a stage and I was, I think I was holding up my money goal or holding up like a money goal that I'd manifested saying, this is in my account. And then it was inviting people from the audience to share their thoughts with me. And that really allows you to see like what you're afraid of, what the fear is people are going to say about your success. So it could be a partner, could be family. Because if we know our family have these money beliefs, what are they going to say about you once you aren't doing the same? You know, and that was really powerful of just, and you don't have to do the visualization, you just be like, if I were if I received this much amount of money and it was in my account and you could always like times 10 the goal that you have to really expand into that wealth abundance, what what would people say to me, right? And what would your friends say, right? What what would people from school say? (laughs) All of these things. And it really allows you to see what you're holding in your subconscious. And the other one was walking back into your childhood home and as the embodiment of your wealth, of you breaking the patterns and now receiving like this abundance of money, it's overflowing money from your account and how you were treated. And that really allows you to get into the money story of your family. And I think what was really interesting for me when I did those visualizations, my family were very happy. Like I had zero resistance of people wanting me to be wealthy. And I always, always makes me laugh that when I first started my business and it was during lockdown, lots of walks on the phone to family. And I remember my dad every day used to say, are you a millionaire yet? Are you a millionaire yet? (laughs) (laughs) And it always used to like make me really happy because like he, I I believe that he 100% knew that was possible for me. And, you know, so like it was this beautiful thing that I knew that he supported me breaking the pattern. But as a coach, I see that there's so many dynamics within family that that can be a big a big block for you actually changing your money mindset on a subconscious level consciously you're like of course I want to receive more money of course I want to feel more abundant and more financially free but you have these subconscious connections of like but if I do that then this may happen right and that is the kind of fears that you're that you're saying you know they lay underneath your your conscious level but they are the ones that are powerfully dictating your behaviors your emotions your beliefs yeah do you know as you were talking I just kind of um I think when you start to do these things you can't help but imagine it yourself and as you're talking I was like ah interesting like for me it's the same situation like if I went out and said I just you know made a hundred grand or whatever they'd be like yeah you're amazing well done well done but actually like I know that then it's almost like if I came on and said, oh, I've made 10 pounds, there's then like negativity. So it even like kind of just gave me this um, reflection point in a sense of, firstly, I remember growing up, I was always compared to my brother. We were always pitted against each other. He's four years older than me. Um, And specifically with money, (laughs) anytime he got a pay rise, my mum would be on the phone telling me how much he's earning. 
And anytime I got a pay rise, she'd be on the phone telling my brother how much I'm now earning. So almost like pitting us against each other in a playful, laughy way. Like, oh, it's just a joke. We're just doing it to wind you up. Like in that kind of banter sense of almost like this is what you're competing against. And almost like the child brain is almost going like, I'm having to compete against my brother for your approval. Like that's what's happening. Like who's in the top spot in your mind right now? And almost like this little thing just came up, like literally just now as we were talking of, me not earning loads of money is almost me rebelling against that whole concept of like, I don't have to earn your love. (laughs) Like screw you, I don't wanna play that game. I don't wanna play the game where I'm trying to earn loads of money for your approval. So actually if I don't earn money, I'm getting to opt out of that. (laughs) So that was just like, it literally just came through as you were talking. I was like, interesting. Because I definitely have an inner rebel, right? I definitely have a, a part of me that will strongly, if it sees something that it doesn't agree with, like will strongly be like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to, I'm opting out justice. We should like all be loving each other equally, no matter what's in our bank account. So almost actually remaining in this situation of of not coming, you know, going home, like I've just done 100K. It's almost like, I haven't, and this is me. You still have to accept me as this amount. So that's just really interesting. (laughs) Realisation. That's so powerful, isn't it? And I think this is why I love being a coach as well, because yes, there's themes in everything, but everyone has a really unique connection with their relationship with money, right? And I feel like this, these sorts of conversations are beautiful to invite you forward just to start observing what your patterns are what are those connections why wouldn't you want money right why do you want money why are you flowing it but why wouldn't you what does that mean for you what are you afraid of you know and knowing yourself in the self-development journey is like well what decisions and choices did I make around money you know I feel like mine was very much attached to and like similar to like that money conversation between your brother, me and my sister always had like, oh, you've got to earn your age. And so we always like used to be like, if it was a birthday, like, are we earning our age? <laughs> or if there's a job promotion, it wasn't necessarily a rivalry, but it was most that was the benchmark because every year, obviously you get older. And as a graduate and because of my self-worth, I wasn't earning my age for a very long time. <laughs> And then I surpassed my age and that's when I quit, right? And when I was way above what my age was, I decided actually this isn't the life for me. And I feel then the decision within my mind was, and like the narrative that you're given is that when you start a new business, you don't make money for a long time. You gotta be okay with nothing, right? You gotta have the devotion, you gotta have the passion, you gotta have the drive just to do it. And then one day it's gonna meet. And I feel that mindset really became a focus for me of like, well, I'm doing this out of my passion. This is what I wanna do. And I've decided to give up my salary. And I feel then there was almost this low, really low expectation. Not necessarily, there probably was fear intertwined with that, but it very much was, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for my happiness because having lots of money, having a good career, having a good job made me miserable. Right. And now it's like, well, I've chosen, similar to what you said, lifestyle over money. And so the money mindset for me was very much around 
creating a new like it's called like an energetic set point of how much money feels safe and good because I realized mine was low <laughs> like towards the ground it was almost like it's okay I don't need money I'm just gonna do this because I love it <laughs> I would do it even if I wasn't paid like it felt true and so for me it was really through this brainwashing being like okay well how much money feels like a really comfortable safe expansive place that that's what I'm that's what the the guiding northern star is for me I'm just going to align with this you know and that's when 10k months don't have to be a bad thing it could just be that is an energetic set point that feels really juicy right so I'm just going to align who I am my identity how I see the world how I show up in it I'm going to heal and unlearn what I have from the past so that I can just be open to receive this way and I feel like for business owners, like the ultimate thing, the pattern I see in every single business owner is when you detach from needing money and it being about the money, it comes back to the passion and the service. Because the more you love what you do, you show up and you're doing it because you want to help people, whether that is products, services or whatever it is, bricks and mortar. It really is about the more you share that passion, the more you show up, the more you help the more money that comes in inevitably, right? So when you heal yourself around the money, it's that doesn't become the focus. The money goal is just like, okay, how can I expand myself this year? You know, that my energetic set point, actually, you know what? I am getting 20K months. That feels comfortable. That feels inevitable now. What if I just elevate myself into 50K months, right? What now do I believe? How now do I show up? You know, and that becomes the conversations around business, around delegation, team, streamlining, like the different nuances, right, to support you to align to that version of you. So it's not about the money. It's really about your expansion into more of who you are and less of the past. I'm going to say shit, but I mean yeah. lovingly shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's holding yeah. you back. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's interesting because... I, I I mean, I, I'm kind of coming at this again from personal experience because I think where I've tripped up in the past is to heal my money stories and to almost brainwash myself like you were talking about. I get to the point where I'm spending a lot more time than I do naturally thinking about money. So naturally, my awareness is on it. And so I almost then struggle to detach from it if that makes sense, because it's like every day I'm like trying to rewrite my money stories, focusing on like the abundance, like really immersing myself in that process of, okay, how can I, how can I shift the way I think and feel about money and how it comes into my life and my beliefs? But then the actual struggle then becomes, how do I and then almost detach from whether it manifests immediately or not? Like it's, I, I think it's, it's, tricky I suppose is what I'm saying like I think there is quite a lot of I don't mean call me out if this is wrong but it feels like there's quite a lot of work to do like internally or, or reprogramming let's not say work I don't want don't want to say that word but there is like a certain amount of reprogramming that needs to happen to actually start to really shift into a place where you are feeling good about it does that make sense what I'm saying yeah and I feel like with any reprogramming any work when we're when we're healing ourselves can sometimes feel too intense and I feel as though the key is actually realizing it's not about money 
Like it's not about money. Like they might initially feel like there's some reprogramming to even get to that space of understanding how family and society focus on the money, right? But there's also the awareness that, you know, there's lots of people that have a lot of money or are unhappy, right? It's not about the money, it's about our inner world. And so when I work with clients and money, there might initially be a lot of conversation about money, but it's more of a cleansing of the past. And so the embodiment, which is the most of the work, the reprogramming is in the present. And that gets to be on, as we said, being of service, right? So it comes back into your business of how can I serve more of my clients, right? Not even thinking about the money, but just trusting and knowing inevitably that will bring abundance back my way because I'm giving abundantly, right? It comes back into, well, how can I show up as my truest self? Because my truest self, one part of that is knows that she receives abundantly. She feels financially free. So how can I show up as her? And that's not just always in the bank account, right? That's wellness routines. That's looking after herself. That's, you know, having really kind inner chat in her mind. So it's really about understanding through the initial probably deep cleanse right spring clean of your of your inner world of like really like I don't know why shit keeps coming up but really like (laughs) taking out the shit yeah like with love with compassion of being like I understand where it comes from but it doesn't need a place in your world anymore in your inner world it's then around building it up with less attachment to money it's almost like money's a byproduct and that for me is the, the sweet spot that I'm in that, yes, I still have money rituals. I still have a date with my money spreadsheet, but that's a very small percentage of my week and my month. The rest of the time is me showing up as my truly abundant self and, you know, being grateful for what is, you know, and that links to money. Because I'm grateful to have all these things that money can provide around me. Like I feel so grounded in that, but it's less around manipulating the manifestation of money. And yes, that I feel there is a time for them as well. So I'm probably contradicting myself a bit, but you know, sometimes money rituals are really empowering, but I feel it's not being attached too much to needing to do a set thing every day that's gonna call in money. Because that's ego, that's that's force, that's pushing a narrative again. It's more coming back into your truest self, which is naturally abundant. And for me, the biggest mindset shift was money is energy. And I'm just going to have a beautiful, nurturing, loving relationship with money that isn't like choke holding it of like, I need you, you got to do what I want and come when I need you, but more just... I'm going to show up for you and I trust you're going to show up for me. Yeah, because I think what I actually realized was by doing the kind of initial money work and really looking at my relationship with it and where I'm blocking it and where, you know, why I don't want to have it and all that kind of stuff, it made me realize that the thing that I actually need to focus on is around worth and work and how almost like the story of time equals money and actually what my time is worth. And that's the story I actually need to probably spend more time focusing on and healing and like almost improving like my work is is worth 
money. Like my, you know, it's, it's worthy of investment. Working with me is this. Like they're probably the story. So it's actually less about numbers and figures and that kind of stuff. So almost at this point, it's like I can set the money goal and that's fine. And that's like, yeah, this is what I want to make my new minimum. This is what I want to kind of, yeah, shift towards and welcome in and reprogram myself to be ready to accept it. But actually the work, the daily work is around worthiness, feeling like I deserve that money, feeling like I can do stuff. And so even if that money does or doesn't manifest, actually isn't really the thing that I'm trying to, like, it's not the main focus. It then becomes the, like, the cherry on the top. The, almost the, like, okay, well, I can look at that number and, make, like, I actually am not going to make that mean anything because actually what I am doing is working on, like, how, like, do I feel worthy? Do I feel like I've been putting myself out there and boldly declaring how I can help people without feeling any shame, without feeling all these things? Like, am I able to take those actions? So I think it's almost, yeah, using our money stories as like a portal into what the the kind of real, <laughs> real, I mean, it's all real or not real, depending on your perspective, but what the kind of root cause, I suppose, is some of these things that's preventing you from working on it. So that's, I think, the approach I'm definitely going to be looking at taking more so is, yeah, sitting down, consciously working on like, what do I want that number to be? And making sure it's grounded in, reality and ground like as reality in terms of what's it going to do what's that going to let me achieve what does that actually mean to me having that money yeah do you know what that feels freaking great okay do do I feel like it's currently possible for me to earn that number yes or no no okay why not what's the story there right they're the things I then need to work on I can still hold the money goal but this is where my focus is going to be on on starting to improve those things so I think that's the approach that I'm going to be playing with just sort my money shit out <laughs> yeah this year and I think the only thing to add is around the emotions around what that money brings for you and a lot of clients have come to me in the past because they've hit these milestones that were external milestones like maybe it was the 10k month you know the 20k month and they're not happy or they feel numb like, so they've got the money, they've done the work to get over themselves and like attract it. But then it was like, they'd missed the point of it. They couldn't remember like why they needed this much. And it, of course, when we, when we do receive more, it will still trigger subconscious beliefs. So there's like, there's always a next level to step into. And I feel like when we are setting money goals, like it's coming to that value, that purpose that you said, but also like, how does this money feel for me? And then consciously creating that emotion that vibe every day like you say so the money when it comes in it's inevitable and it's just a cherry on top so if money just say you have a energetic minimum of you know a 10k month is what feels really juicy and good for me I would feel so creatively free if that money was coming in every month how can you show up with that creative freedom now knowing energetically from a manifestation manifestation point of view that that's going to be a really attractive energy but also supports your business you know so that it supports the action it supports the behaviors and I feel also with untangling the money story is around patterns like for me feast and famine it was 
just bringing in to interrupt that pattern when I receive money is to not spend it straight away, to have that conscious awareness to like interrupt the pattern and understand, okay, well, let's go back to my goal. What was money really for? Okay, you know, I have never saved before. Like my savings has always been a bit of a joke that have savings accounts, there's just never anything in it. Um, so for me, it became a really conscious thing that I'm gonna take on the identity that I'm a saver. I have joy with money building up, with me just feeling it, knowing that's going to be intentionally flowed into a direction that brings me joy. So there was this pattern interrupt as well. So I think that's a really powerful way to embody and to to break the the same pattern that's just been on autopilot for many years. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I actually said to you before we started recording, like I'm doing the artist's way at the moment. And a big part of that is morning pages, which obviously like that morning journaling vibe, you don't have to do it as part of the artist's way, you can do it however it works for you. But honestly, they're such game changers for me at the moment. Like the person, when I wake up, I feel a certain way, just almost by default, depending on what my dreams have been, how I've slept. It was really, really windy last night, so I slept terribly so I woke up this morning just kind of with this almost melancholy emotion as just like my default and then sitting at my morning pages three pages later I felt like a completely different person because it was really like I think I go into them very intentionally of like what are my thoughts what's going on here and even like I notice I'll get to a certain point and then I'll reach for my phone. So I deliberately put my phone across the table because actually like getting up to reach all the way over is enough of like almost the pattern up to like, wait, what am I doing? That's not what we want to be doing right now. And coming back and like, why? Like, what's the emotions I'm trying to avoid? What do I want to let go of? And how I've actually been doing it is like the last, the last half page or last page I've been dedicating to affirmations, dedicating to actually consciously writing new beliefs and again as part of the artist's way she has ones that she suggests which is what I've been leaning into and it's all around like creativity and things like that but I've almost like I write those ones which feels so expansive ones where it's like oh my dreams um, are given to me by the universe and the universe has the power to fulfill them like things like that that feel really like oh yeah like almost if that was true oh my God, that makes me feel so happy and excited and alive. And I really like, I really want that to be true. So I'm really going to step into it. So almost like dedicating that last portion to what are the beliefs that I want to have. And so again, I started to introduce some more ones around money, around like the more creative work I do, the more money I receive, the more kind of I follow my internal nudges and worry less about my head and strategy and actually follow that the more money I receive. So I've started to really just play with affirmations in that written sense. Um, because I don't know, it's different for me, like speaking affirmations out loud, I don't resonate in the same way as writing them down for some reason. So I think, yeah, just an invitation for people to experiment with these things in, in whatever way works for them. Love it. How exciting, my love. <laughs> well, I think that, um, I feel like we've covered quite a lot of ground. And obviously I think with money, we could talk for such a long time. But again, I kind of said this at the end of the last episode, but there's an invitation here for you. If this is something that you're like, no, I, I want to proactively work on this myself. And maybe I'm not in a position to invest thousands in a coach. Please come and check out the pod. We would love to be able to support you um, on your own journey with this. Because I will say like one of my things is, 
I definitely had a pattern in the early days of I earned money and I immediately invested it all because that's what the common narrative is in early days business. You make money, you spend it, you reinvest it, you constantly up level, you constantly up level and actually that kept me in the same cycle. So I've been consciously practicing for these past two years to almost like hold back on investments because it's actually really easy for me to spend money. Like I can do it in a heartbeat. What feels more like challenging is not just be like, oh, I'm gonna outsource, I'm gonna get someone else to help me with this. Like absolutely there's a time and a place. Yes, I have worked with people, coaches on these stories. So I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but I am saying that there is also an invitation that you can be on your own journey with this. And Becky and I and the other ladies inside the pod community are here to support you on it as well. So please don't feel like you're stuck alone and you can't do anything about it. You can't upgrade your uh, money mindset because you don't have enough money to even invest in the first place. There are ways to actually begin this journey on your own. So yeah, please do check out the pod. Um, It's linked in the show notes below. Yeah, any closing thoughts, Becky? I feel the only one that came through then was that we've spoken a lot around like our thoughts and our emotions and very much in the head. So somatically, I feel like move your body as well with money. So something that I used to do a lot was like money dance, which sounds probably more strippery. <laughs> but <laughs> you like used to dance for money, did you? Oh uh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> so it got me here. But yeah, feel like have a song that is like your abundance money or an abundance playlist. And when you do feel really in your head around money, dance through it, dance it out, move your body, like shake through the old pattern. So I feel I just felt cool to say that because we spoke a lot around like in the head, and you know me, I'm all about the emotions in the body too. Yeah, dance for money, baby. (laughs) Yeah, just. (laughs) I feel like I can make so many jokes here, but I think it's probably best not to. (laughs) And no shame as well for the other side of the dancing for money. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to stop myself because I was like, I don't want to make a joke that's just like thoughtless when actually it's like, do you know what? You got skills, babe. People want to pay you money for who yeah. you are. Whatever way that works for you is is great. Okay. Um, so yeah, but I think that's like a really, really important point because I, I think a lot of the time when we're thinking about money, we can get stuck in the head. And that's what I notice all the time, um, which is why I said I, I'm leaning into affirmations. Like the more I follow my creative nudges because I tend to get into a situation of like, say a big bill comes in I'd like, okay, what's the, go straight ahead. How can I fix this problem? What's the quickest thing I can do? How can I kind of, that grasping energy, very like that chasing energy very much comes in. Um, But I can tell you historically, it's not served me in the long run. It might have, it maybe has worked, but inevitably what happens is I find myself being pulled further and further away from what feels like the right path for me. Um, by because my head is trying to uh, logic something out whereas it's like actually there is room to trust there is room to kind of like that's that surrender kind of talk that we were having on the last um, podcast we did but yeah there's definitely get into your body as well well we will uh see you on the next episode yay for more chats lots of love If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And if you're listening to this over on our Substack, we'd love for you to join the conversation and let us know your thoughts too.
Likewise, if you actively want to explore what doing business differently looks like for you, then do be sure to check out the pod, which is our private community where we share a bunch of resources every month for you to play with as you define your way of doing things. Inside the pod, there's also a ton of live sessions held every month too. To check it out, just head to the show notes below where everything is linked for you to explore further. Thanks so much for listening. Speak soon. Lots of love.